Welcome, campers. Settle in tight, for tonight you're in for a fright. Welcome, campers, to Friday Night Fright. We're your hosts, and always. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, we're having fun tonight. <laughs> Fred, mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun, and Ryan's going through puberty. <laughs> Apparently. <now. laughs> So congratulate say. him online. <laughs> Welcome. Friday night frights. Yeah. I'm hyped. We're doing a weird one yeah. this week. Where we decided to do a, a bit of an experiment. So you want to tell the campers about our experiment? I sure do. Good. Do it. So this week, <laughs> <laughs> this week we've decided to switch things up a little bit. Uh, instead of our traditional Friday night fright stories. We decided to let AI provide your Friday night entertainment. Uh, so we were both uh, decided to task each other with creating a full story using Chat GPT. Yeah. And using as it is and just rolling with it. So, yep. I'm pumped about no it. No edits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited too. This, you know, like everyone's talking about AI now. Yeah. Like it's huge. It's yeah. It's an enormous, I mean, let's be honest. It's an enormous achievement for humanity. Like yeah. we've the progress that's been made on AI in the last decade is insane. And as much as we talk about AI and the possibility of it taking over the world, it's still pretty damn fantastic. It is. And it's, it's fun. It is. It's so. a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to, to actually hear what you've came up with and yeah same you know just uh because yeah just the whole premise or the whole idea of it just being literally ai and we told it to i think i think we both said to like make like the scariest story ever that you've ever created yeah. or something right something along yep. those lines so yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have the fun time yeah i'm hyped this this might be like a bit of a divisive episode because i'm I'm shocked by how many people in our niche are really like not a fan of AI in general. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's, I, I mean, I think it, I think it's awesome with the potential, um, you know, right now, especially. And I mean, yeah. people are using now, you know, AI to create like business plans and like actual, like legally binding documents and yeah stories and books and you know things like that like i think i think the potential is it's definitely there for sure 
Yeah, and I think that's like that's the source of people's excitement for it and people's fear of like it, yeah is the that, hesitation and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I mean like our our little community that we're a part of, a lot of us are artists, you know, and the art community in particular is very nervous about AI. But at the same time, like you have you have um you know these ai engineers and stuff uh specifically working with art and making some crazily like crazy incredible things so like i don't think it, i don't think it's the end i mean it's just i th- i see it as another potential tool yeah yeah a new right? medium yeah for sure yeah it's just um i think in the short term people are nervous about it like taking money out of their pockets you know what i mean yeah like less people are less people are hiring artists to do work for them because they can like pull up an app on their iPhone and say make this which true it makes it you know but there's also like a lot of the engineering and stuff that goes into it like in order to produce some i mean yeah you could you can come up with something pretty damn cool just by saying hey draw me or you know make a picture of this scene in mountains and blah blah blah. like yeah it can come Mm -hmm. up with anything but like a lot of you know a lot of like the prompts and things like you know it's it's literally an art itself yeah Um, that's true you know to create these like massively awesome things yeah agreed it's um i think it's just we have to we have to figure out it's a it's place you know what i mean we have to figure out exactly like is it a tool is it another medium is it another option for for people who need artwork or something written yeah is like we have to figure out what space it's going to to take up in the market you know what i mean yeah i I think that's you know that's still still being worked out and yeah i'm sure you know it's going to take a while before we finally get there and figure out what that is right absolutely but in the meantime it's still I, i i'm into it I think the biggest challenge of of figuring out where its place is is the f- trying to keep up with it. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's continuing to like every day it gets better. Oh yeah. Every day. So like figuring out where it goes today might be different than figuring out where mm-hmm. it is 6 months from now. Yeah, and know? like in these companies that are investing heavily into like Google is investing yep. like crazy into into ai now and yeah just uh even like with like chat gpt and stuff like that i mean it's on its yep. like fourth uh, version four you know essentially a uh, fourth iteration or i don't know what you even want yep. to call it of it but yeah and it can do some insane stuff now yeah and all that investment is just pushing the advancement even faster yeah exactly exactly which is yeah. cool yeah i'm yeah. stoked to see where it goes Hopefully it does, you know, we don't become controlled by AI, but <laughs> I I see it. I mean, I see it being another thing, just another day-to-day thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the idea of like having a computer in your pocket was absurd and blasphemy and, you know, like whatever back yeah. in the day. And now, I mean, it's, you know, we don't go anywhere without our phones or our smartwatches sure. or, you know, this or that. And, you know, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a daily thing that you live by or live with. Yeah. And I I think think, it's definitely going to go in that direction. I think so too. I think you're probably right. I mean, every major advancement in technology 
is seen as threatening at first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sure. then markets are built around it and industries follow and everyone finds their place, right? Yeah. Like I always think of the standard example of like I sort of see the people like bitching and moaning about AI right now. They're kind of like they're kind of like the the blacksmiths bitching about cars. You know what I mean? Like when the first automobiles came out and they're like who is going to pay for a horseshoe now? Yeah. You know? Think of like the people that invented the wheel. They were like, fuck, we were really onto something. <laughs> now we're rolling. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> On that terrifying note, I want to hear your story. All right, let's get to them. Let's get to them. Yeah. So after creating the story and everything, I had it also title it. The title is not the best title. <laughs> okay. I did the same thing. Sweet. All right. Well, you ready? Yeah. Excellent. All right. Tonight's story is Beneath the Surface The Horrors of Ashford. That's not bad. It's not terrible. Yeah, it sounds a bit like a CW show, but <laughs> hey, man, if if I just wrote like, well, if, if chat GPT just wrote me a new CW show, heck right. yeah, let's get it. Yeah, get it. Sarah drove into the small town of Ashford, the place where she would start her new life. She looked around and couldn't believe how peaceful and quiet the town looked. It was just what she needed. A place where she could focus on her writing and forget about the world. As she drove into town, she noticed the people whispering and pointing at her. She didn't think much of it, assuming they were just curious about the new resident. She stopped at the local grocery store to pick up some essentials, and the cashier greeted her with a smile. Welcome to Ashford. I'm Karen. How can I help you? I'm new in town. Just moved in today. I'm also a writer. Do you have any recommendations on where to go for some inspiration? You're a writer? That's great. We have a lot of history here in Ashford. You should check out the tunnels that run beneath the town and were used as a secret escape route during times of war. Tunnels? That sounds interesting. Thank you. Sarah took Karen's advice and decided to explore the tunnels. She found the entrance to the tunnels behind an old abandoned building. The entrance was hidden behind some bushes, and Sarah had to use a flashlight to see. As she made her way through the tunnel, she noticed that they were eerily quiet. The air was thick and musty, and the only sounds were her footsteps echoing off the walls. Suddenly, she heard a faint growl coming from the darkness ahead. Sarah froze in terror as the growling grew louder. She pointed her flashlight in the direction of the sound and saw a pair of glowing eyes staring back at her. The eyes belonged to a creature that looked like a mix between a human and a wild animal. Its fur was matted and dirty, and its teeth were sharp and jagged. Sarah backed away slowly, but the creature started to approach her. She turned and ran as fast as she could, the creature hot on her heels. She emerged from the tunnels into the daylight, 
gasping for air. What the hell was that, she thought to herself. The next day, Sarah decided to do some research on the town's history. She went to the local library and spoke with the librarian, who told her about the dark history of the town. People have been going missing for years, and the authorities never found out what happened to them. The librarian also mentioned that the tunnels had been closed off for years, due to safety concerns. Sarah couldn't shake the feeling that there was something wrong with this town. She decided to investigate the tunnels further, and went back to the entrance that night. As she made her way through the tunnel, she heard a faint whispering coming from the darkness ahead. The whispering grew louder, and Sarah realized that it was a group of people chanting in a strange language. She crept closer to the source of the noise, and saw a group of people performing some kind of ritual. They were dressed in black robes, and their faces were hidden behind masks. Sarah watched in horror as the group sacrificed a live animal and drank its blood. She couldn't believe what she was seeing and backed away slowly, trying not to make any noise. This is escalating quickly. (laughs) I mean, you've got animal sacrifice, blood drinking, what cults, tunnel monster. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Missing people. Yeah. Jesus. There's a lot already. The story is stacked. As she turned to leave, she tripped over a loose rock and fell to the ground, alerting the group to her presence. The group turned to face Sarah, and she saw that their faces were not human. They had been transformed into something else. Something savage and bloodthirsty. The tunnel monsters are the cult. Right? Holy shit. Yeah. Who, who, I didn't what see a that thought. Coming. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the creatures attacked her, and Sarah ran for her life. She emerged from the tunnels covered in scratches and bruises, barely alive. Sarah went to the local authorities to report what she had seen. But they didn't believe her. They thought that she was just a crazy outsider trying to stir up trouble in their town. But Sarah knew the truth. And she knew she had to stop the creatures before they hurt anyone else. So she's just going to take upon herself. and (laughs) Brand new in town. Exactly. (laughs) She's like, nah, nope. Not not in my new town. Sarah's a fucking Gryffindor, for right? Sure. Exactly. God. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go. Let's see how that pans out for her. She spent the next few weeks researching the creature and their rituals, trying to find a way to defeat them. She discovered that they were a group of ancient beings that had been summoned to Ashford by a group of dark witches many years ago. They needed sacrifices to stay alive, and they had been preying on the people of Ashford for years. Sarah knew she had to put an end to their reign of terror, and she came up with the plan. She would lure the creatures into the tunnels and use explosives to collapse the tunnels. (laughs) What? 
trapping them underground forever. She's also apparently an explosives expert. <laughs> like my thought is, where's this bitch gonna get like some dynamite or something? Like, exactly. Hey, I'm new, but can I buy some dynamite? Yeah, in this tiny town that's so small, it's able to be like run by a cult for generations. <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. She knew it was risky, but it was the only way to stop them. She gathered the necessary supplies and went back to the tunnels. She waited until she heard the creatures approaching, and then set off the explosives. The tunnels collapsed, burying the creatures deep underground. Sarah emerged from the tunnels covered in dust and debris, but she knew that she had done the right thing. She had saved the town from the creature's reign of terror, but she also knew she could never stay in Ashford. She packed her bags and left the town, never looking back. As she drove away, she knew that the memory of Ashford would haunt her forever. She had faced something truly evil, and the events that took place there will serve as a constant reminder of the horrific experience she endured. Years later, Sarah had became a successful horror writer, using her experience in Ashford as inspiration for her stories. She had never forgotten what had happened in the tunnels, and she knew that the creatures were still down there, waiting for someone to free them. She knew that one day someone would come to Ashford and uncover the truth, and the creatures would be unleashed once again. But until then, she would keep writing warning people about the darkness that lurked beneath the surface of even the most peaceful towns. Do you know what my favorite part of that story was? What's that? My favorite part was when she comes out all scratched up and bruised up and fucked up from her fight with them. And the cops are like, nah, not buying it. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, an outsider? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, she is the savior of that town. That part really doesn't make any sense. It makes none. (laughs) Especially with her being new, you would think they would be like, oh, you know, like, yeah, well, yeah, they don't want to deter, like, somebody, somebody that came to their town. Aren't they supposed to? Sure. Hospitality, right? Exactly. Clearly, they never learned that. Yep. It so, was never learned. Right. Never learned. <laughs> but another thing I was thinking. So she becomes an explosives expert and discovers this ancient history in like a few days. Right. Right. Um, And then she ends up trapping the cult slash monsters in this cave. And then there's this whole bit at the end where... She's like, I know they're still alive down there. But didn't she explicitly say that they have to have sacrifices to live? I mean, yeah. That that's part of the that's part of the lore, right? With the Yeah. with the witches that summoned them there. So wouldn't you think that they just wither away down there with Maybe. no sacrifices? Maybe. It could be like, you know, vampire diary style where the vampires they can just like kinda- hibernate. Well, they like they like kind of turn to stone until they get blood again, and then afterwards it kind of brings them back. You know, they like become like, yeah, yeah. That's probably it. So yeah, something you know, something like that. 
I like it. <laughs> not uh, not very scary though. No, not super scary. But it has but fun. it has a good chunk of a good chunk of things in it. You know, like it's yeah. got a lot of meat to it. A lot of themes. <laughs> right. Also, I like the fact that she after the her first encounter happens and she like ends up going to the library and talking to the librarian and like finds out like oh whatever the, this town's like this uh-huh. town's history she proceeds to spend the next few weeks researching yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then she decides okay well i guess i'll just blow up the tunnels yeah dude a few weeks of research is pretty insane like my first thought was my my first my first thought was while she's like buried in the stacks at the library doing research, the cult just continues like kidnapping and murdering and I mean, sacrificing. She's got to figure out how to put a stop to it. Yeah. So only logical option is burn the place. Well, and nuke nuke the place down. I guess. Yeah. Blow it up. Yeah. It reminded me of that line that's in every serial killer show and movie ever, where it's like, we need more information before we can catch them. Yeah. And then the other guy is like, that means they'll have to kill again. And he's like, yeah, you're right. They'll have to kill again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's in every one of them. Yeah. So, you know. I hear that a lot yeah. too. You're right. Yeah, I mean that that situation is in like every episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. They're like, we can't build a profile without more information, and to get that, they have, we'll have to, to wait for again. them to kill again. Yep, yep exactly. All right, <clears throat> so moving on, we need more victims. <laughs> um, Let the body count continue. <laughs> exactly. So what uh, what do you got for us today? Okay. So mine is a bit different okay. than yours. I too let ChatGPT title the story. All right. After writing it. My story is called Dream Home. <laughs> All right, sweet. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. Short and sweet. I can only <clears throat> guess the whole premise of the story right now. Yeah. You're only guessing. Yeah. You're about to be shown, though. Okay, let's, let's do it. Yeah. All right, here we go. The Smiths. Not the band. It's a family. Oh, I was going to ask. <laughs> Morrissey? I could feel it coming. Yeah, Morrissey is, does not make an appearance in this story. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that. Spoiler alert. All right. No Morrissey. The Smiths had always dreamed of living in a big old house with character and history. So when they stumbled upon the perfect property, they were over the moon. Their dream home? Yeah. (laughs) He said it. He said the thing. (laughs) It was an enormous Victorian house with a wraparound porch, a grand staircase, and intricate details that spoke to the era it was built in. But the moment they moved in, they felt uneasy. The air felt heavy and oppressive, and strange sounds echoed through the halls at night. The Smiths shrugged it off as their imagination, telling themselves that it was simply a matter of getting used to an old house. But as the days passed, the occurrences only intensified. 
Doors would slam shut on their own, cold spots would appear out of nowhere, and the sound of footsteps could be heard in the middle of the night. The family began to feel as if they were being watched, and they were constantly on edge. It wasn't until their youngest daughter, Lily, started talking about a, quote, friend she had made in the house that the Smiths knew something was seriously wrong. Lily claimed that she was playing with a little girl who wore old-fashioned clothes and had a strange aura about her. The Smiths were alarmed, but they thought it was simply Lily's way of coping with the move. But one night, as the family sat down or sat around the dinner table, they heard a faint whisper coming from the other end of the room. It was the little girl's voice, and she was singing a haunting tune that made the hairs on the back of their necks stand on end. The Smiths knew then that they were not alone in the house. They had moved into a haunted house, and the spirits that resided there were not friendly. No longer their dream home. Yeah, some might say a nightmare. A nightmare home. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost house. As the days passed, the Smiths tried to go about their lives as normally as possible, but it was becoming increasingly difficult. Strange occurrences continued to happen regularly, and their youngest daughter, Lily, was becoming more withdrawn and distant. One night, Mrs. Smith woke up in the middle of the night to to the sound of shuffling and movement in the hallway. She cautiously made her way out of her bedroom and saw Lily standing in the middle of the hallway, staring blankly at a wall. Mrs. Smith called out to her, but she didn't respond. It was then that she realized that Lily wasn't alone. There was a shadowy figure standing next to her, almost as tall as the ceiling. Mrs. Smith was paralyzed with fear as she watched the shadowy figure reach out to touch Lily's hand. She didn't know what to do, but then she remembered the advice of an old family friend who was known for her knowledge on the supernatural. She quickly made her way to the attic, searching through the boxes until she found a small bag of sage. (laughs) That's where I keep mine, too. I like how, like, there's this tall shadowy figure reaching out for her daughter and she's like hold on i'll be right back <laughs> she has to go search for the attic yeah she runs and i mean attic. and that's it's, i'm sure she doesn't have like everything perfectly with my sage box right there like go to <laughs> exactly well, to dig through a couple boxes i would think at least right she lit it and began to smudge the entire house chanting a prayer under her breath The air grew thicker as she did so, and she could feel an overwhelming presence watching her every move. Probably the one that's about to take her daughter. Exactly. But Mrs. Smith didn't stop until every corner of the house had been smudged. And as... I'm just going to add my own aside here. And as a middle-aged white woman, she definitely knows all about smudging. And as she finished, the shadowy figure dissipated into thin air. And Lily's eyes cleared up. She looked at her mother with a confused expression, as if she didn't know where she was or how she got there. The Smiths knew then that they had to take action. They couldn't continue living in a house with such dark energy. They decided to seek the help of a paranormal investigator to try and understand what was happening in their home. But as they waited for the investigator to arrive, the activity in the house only grew stronger. The family knew that they were running out of time, before things took a turn for the worst. 
The paranormal investigator arrived at the Smith's house the next day. He was a tall, lanky man with thick glasses and a serious expression. He listened to the family's story with a keen interest, nodding his head occasionally. After a thorough inspection of the house, he came to a conclusion. It's haunted. (laughs) Spoilers, Ryan. (laughs) I know, I gave it away. Damn it. The Smiths were not alone in the house. There was a malevolent entity that had been lurking in the shadows, feeding off the negative energy of the family. He warned them that it was only going to get worse if they didn't take immediate action. And I can sell you immediate action for four easy payments of $49.99. Nice. That's a bargain. Exactly, right? The family was terrified, but they knew that they had to face their fears and do whatever it takes to get rid of the entity. The investigator suggested that they perform a cleansing ritual to cleanse the house of the negative energy. The family worked tirelessly, following the investigator's instructions, burning sage and reciting prayers. They could feel the weight of the darkness lifting, and the atmosphere of the house becoming lighter. They were relieved that the cleansing ritual seemed to be working, but their joy was short-lived. Bum bum bum! I hate in horror stories when things are short-lived. It's never a good sign. (laughs) As the night fell, the temperature in the house dropped drastically, and the sound of footsteps echoed through the halls. The family huddled together, their hearts racing, as they realized that the entity was still present in the house. Suddenly, they heard a blood-curdling scream, and they knew that they couldn't take it anymore. They had to leave the house no matter what it took. They quickly gathered their belongings and made their way to the door, but it was locked from the outside. Panic set in as they frantically searched for a way out, but all the windows were tightly shut. They were trapped, and the entity was closing in. They could hear its heavy breathing and feel its icy breath on their necks. I don't know any ghosts that breathe. <laughs> That's extra creepy. I mean, the you family know, like, knew that sometimes they... you feel like that cold breath on the back of your neck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That cold breeze. That chill. The family knew that they had to fight back or they would never make it out alive. They grabbed whatever they could find, makeshift weapons made of chairs and lamps, and prepared to defend themselves against the entity. Nice. They braced themselves as the entity approached, their makeshift weapons at the ready. The air around them grew thick and heavy as the entity manifested itself before them, taking the shape of a dark, shadowy figure with glowing red eyes. The family swung their weapons at the entity, but their efforts were futile. It was like trying to fight a ghost. Well, yeah. (laughs) The weapons passed right through it. The entity laughed a cruel, mocking sound that sent shivers down their spines. (laughs) Just when it seemed like all hope was lost, a brilliant light filled the room. The entity recoiled, hissing and snarling as it tried to retreat from the light. Slowly, the light began to take shape, forming into a beautiful, radiant figure. It was the spirit of a woman a benevolent presence that had been trapped in the house for years, unable to move on. The family watched in awe as the spirit faced off against the entity, the two of them locked in a fierce battle. With a final burst of energy, the spirit overpowered the entity, banishing it from the house forever. 
The room was filled with a sense of peace and calm, and the family breathed a collective sigh of relief. The spirit turned to the family, her face filled with a soft, gentle light. She thanked them for helping her to find peace, and then she was gone, her spirit finally free to move on. The family knew that they could never go back to that house, but they were grateful for the experience. (laughs) They had learned that sometimes the things that go bump in the night are real, and that there are forces out there beyond our understanding. They left the house behind, their minds filled with the memories of the things they had seen and experienced. They knew that they would never forget the haunting presence of that house, and that it would always be a part of them, a reminder of the darkness that lurks just beyond our understanding. Ooh. I was really surprised that that was a haunting. Were you? I know, it's such a such a novel approach to a haunting right. to start with a family moving into an old Victorian home. And also they just they left the the home behind and were appreciative of the memories. <laughs> yeah, for the experience. I have found, you know, with the little bit of experimenting I've done with ChatGPT, it likes happy endings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it really I does. Mean, it's just because like you can't, I mean, you can't get it to do, I guess, a lot of violence, right? Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a, it doesn't, it doesn't do gore, yeah, for sure, yeah. It's, in fact, the initial, the initial prompt that I tried to use, it was like, that breaks the rules, <laughs> <laughs> and as much bloodshed as possible. Sorry, cannot do that. Well, you know. I think my first prompt had the word murderer in it. And it was like, nah, that's against community yeah. guidelines. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm which is fine. Yeah. You know. I don't honestly, I'm a person that doesn't need the gore and all that for you know and you and I when we decided to do this, we set out guidelines for ourselves yeah. anyway. Like we didn't want it to go too like because I think you're a little more into the like the gory horror yeah stuff sure. than i am mm-hmm. but like i'm not big on like body horror and like you know like i don't that's fair i don't need all that stuff yeah. but like i just like a good spook i like something that really like paints the scene yeah with blood <laughs> if that's what they <laughs> choose to use <laughs> That's one of many things. It could be a gallon of milk. I don't care. It could. Just paint it. Paint this beautiful tapestry of horror, if you will. Are you ever okay with people painting with paint? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. that's all right. I don't care what it paints with. It can paint with anything. I just want a picture. You know, I want to be able to, yeah. I want to be able to imagine it and put, like, put myself in, you know, in that position or in that spot. So what you're trying to say is you like good writing. Yeah. I mean, it has, to, it has to be, I want to be immersed in the story. Yeah. That's fair. And sometimes like very gory things really do that. Make you almost like feel like, even if it's, if you make you feel gross. Sometimes it's a lot to deal with. Uh, yeah, that's true. Know? That's true too. For sure. Yeah, and I, I don't mind a challenging. Place. I don't mind a challenging film either. Yeah. Like, 
some of the best movies ever are kind of hard to watch you know yeah that's true that's true but yeah i'm i what i was saying was i'm i'm cool with their community guidelines yeah yeah, yeah. me too i mean I, especially as of right now as this progresses and gets bigger and bigger yeah. i mean there should be some definite guidelines there yeah absolutely but like people are like using i was gonna say are people are using it to like make apps and you know like oh, yeah. do a, do coding and stuff like that which yeah it's awesome it's pretty amazing yeah it's an incredible tool <laughs> it, yeah. it really is i agree yeah and also fun. I think something like this is fun. It's new. It's it's different. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously Friday Night Fright is that. You know, we're telling scary stories. Yeah. So letting like getting to be be part of this or take part in you know this new crazy up and coming thing and allowing it to build something for us to actually like present, I think is awesome. Agreed. I think this was a lot of fun. For sure. I I think it's honestly it's a good it's a good way to approach Friday Night Frights. Yeah. So I'd like to do yeah. it again. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it's a it's a cool it's a cool idea. And like maybe not every time, but like, you know, to do it and like get better at writing the prompts and yeah. figure out how to work with it more and as it grows and new versions come out and all that like seeing the progression mm-hmm. would be cool. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. Well, sweet. Good. I, I like your story had, uh, had more meat to it. More, I guess mine had a lot of like, Oh, there's this, that, and this other thing. Yours was like really built, like built it up. Yeah. A lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yours really cut to the chase really on a few did. things. Yeah, it did. Yep. They're like, and then she spent a few weeks researching, and then she did this next and then thing. And she just blew up the tunnels. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Your story really was like a series of bullet points. Right. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, I mean, there, at okay. least there was dialogue. It's true. There was dialogue. <laughs> I knew enough to add dialogue, so I'll take it. Mine, mine had no dialogue. None. Well, I just realized that. Yeah. Yeah. See, two two completely different things. <laughs> Chat GPT can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think that concludes Friday Night Fright 10. Welcome, you fancy campers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you catch me off guard like that? And always. <laughs> All right.